No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Ketchup Sports Talk via Chicago Bears recap week six. What did we expect? 24-14 Packers. I'm back on the mic. Eli Cabron is back. Big Nick the Quick. We're back from Vegas from the shenanigans. So the recaps are back. Let me bring the fellas in. Eli Cabron, Big Nick the Quick. What's going on, fellas? It's a business. What's going on? Hey, man, listen. Back. I don't. Yeah, we're back. back. Big back. Back, back from the desert. Bears fans, show, Bears fans showed out real well in Vegas. Yes, Sean man. and I missed some absolute characters out there. Yo, <laughs> you know what? I guess like real quick before we get into this this week's debacle, but let's 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 touch real quick on last week. Um, obviously we went to the game out in Vegas, man. Hey, shout out the Bears fans for traveling heavy stadium. Sean said it was like 60-40. I'm more like 55-48. Um, as far as Bears or 55-45, as far as Bears fans versus uh, Raiders fans inside of the stadium, we were well represented. We were Bears fans who ain't even from Chicago. Shout out my man's from Texas who worked out in the oil fields. <laughs> shout out all the Bears fans from all over, far and wide. We represented. We had that stadium. Um, blue and orange, and it was it was fantastic. Yeah, great time I, out there. It, it was it was a really good time, and I planned on getting you guys a pod right after the game the next day. My voice was destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have did a pod if I wanted to. So I'm just I'm glad to be back right now. Packers week um felt kind of quiet to me. I don't know if I was just in Vegas and not really paying too too much attention. But either way, we get to Sunday, and fellas, I don't know what I was expecting. But it kind of ended. It, it ended. It ended in typical Bears Packers fashion, right? Twenty four fourteen. I'll start with you, Eli. What'd you think of the game? How'd you feel going in? How'd you feel after the first drive? And then you know, how'd you feel about midway point of the game? Well, first off, if we're gonna do shout outs, shout out to the Chicago Sky. Yeah, champion. big time. That was awesome. Yeah, that um, was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. After the first drive, I felt pretty good, but then I remembered that. The, when the Bears have scripted the first 15 plays, they look all right. And then after that, they don't look that great. And that's kind of what uh, ended up playing out. To me, yesterday felt a lot like the Bears have a rookie quarterback, the Packers have an all-pro quarterback, and that was the difference. Like, Fields made some really great plays, but he also made some rookie mistakes. The refs didn't help him out, obviously. Uh, we can talk about that. His own teammates didn't really help him out sometimes, but he, he made some rookie errors. And meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers is probably the best to ever play the position. He's not the most accomplished, but he's probably the best physically to play the quarterback position. And he did what he did. He he owns us. He said it. Nobody's disputing that. So it's just another Bears-Packers game. We weren't embarrassed like we are most of the time, but you saw the difference between a team that's trying to be there and a team that's actually in championship contention. Nick. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much said it, right? I think, uh, yeah, I think you brought up a good point as far as saying we didn't get embarrassed. I don't, I don't, I would, I didn't come away from this like, man, this this Packers team, that's a juggernaut, right? Like they have some very, very serious holes in that team, especially yeah. on the offensive line. We were getting back to Rodgers kind of whenever we wanted to, especially in that first half. Um, so I thought the defense played inspired, um, but you know, again, there's only so many times you can go there, watch your offense go three and out, and get right back on the field before eventually something's got to give. So I think only giving up 24 on the defensive side, um, I can live with that, right? Offensively, it's the same story. It's the same story, right? And I'm not putting this all on on anybody in particular. This isn't going to be a naggy, killing naggy, killing laser, killing fields. I think everybody had an equal hand in what was happening out there offensively. 
Um, I still don't think that we're really doing him any favors as far as trying to highlight his athleticism as a quarterback. I'm still asking where the design runs kind of like our man's last week that we were sitting next to in Vegas, Sean, I was just like him yesterday. I said, now is a good time for a bootleg. Now would be a good time for a bootleg. Now would be a good time for a bootleg. And we're still not doing it. With that being said, Justin Fields did some Saturday shit yesterday. Really did some Saturday shit. You cannot throw the ball up for grabs in the NFL. You just can't do it. I don't care if you think you're throwing it to the end zone. I don't care if you think you're getting rid of it 60 yards down the field in the NFL, people close on that ball. And that can turn into interceptions. I got you on the first one. You got away with one on the second one. Um, and there was also another situation where he uh, he tried to turn up and run, but got caught from behind right away. And I was looking at that. I was like, yeah, you know what? On Saturday, that's a first down. On Sunday, that's a tackle behind the line of scrimmage. So, like, you got to have some awareness there. I thought he sailed some ball. Wasn't Balls wasn't necessarily the most accurate quarterback on Sunday. Just kind of looked like a rookie quarterback. There was that drive to start the fourth in which he looked spectacular. Got the touchdown called back and then ended up scoring uh, anyways. But outside of that, it was just very, very, very uneven, shaky performance on offense from everybody involved. And it's kind of just like how much longer – can we watch this, right? Like, it's clearly offensively, it's broken. It's been broken. It's been broken for years now, and it's not getting any better. Like, again, we had our one of our best drives of the year to open up the fourth when we scored that touchdown. That drive and the Dalton drive against, what was that, Cincinnati when he got hurt um, were two of the best drives that we've had all year. Two only drives that really stick out to me all season. The first but, drive of this game was was And the first drive, yeah, first yeah. drive was uh, this game was great too. But outside of that, it's just like, man, there's there's really there's really nothing else that you can pull from offensively. And then you turn on other games around the league, and and guys are just scoring at will. You turn on Dallas, they're scoring at will. Mac Jones is throwing seventy five yard bombs. So it's like it is <laughs> it is possible to have an offense in this league, but we just don't have one, and that. 100% falls squarely on the coaching. At this point, you cannot allow this man to have another year trying to develop a quarterback under his whatever he believes an offense is because it's just not going to work. So I think I said it yesterday, you know, this is one of those games you got to look in the mirror and be like, hey, maybe we just need to go NBA style, start offloading pieces, get Justin the reps, right? Forget the numbers, just get him the reps and start building towards the future because offensively, you just you think this team can't compete. And the games are winnable. Very winnable. This was a winnable game. Green Bay was struggling for a vast majority of the game. They, we were getting a ton of pressure on them, like you said. And we're just out here on every offensive series just not putting anything together. There was a lot of rookie mistakes. There's just a lot of – we just have a lot of mistakes, period. I can't remember the last time I've seen a center snap the ball but not snap it <laughs> and 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 just roll roll it back three four yards and have to have justin fields jump on it i mean so, the lions did the lion we got to intercept him when the lions did that i'm talking oh, about rolling on the ground though <laughs> do you know what <laughs> i'm saying like i haven't seen that one so it was uh there were some mistakes and there was a couple things that we need to patch up but the game was very winnable and i think that's the most frustrating part i couldn't tell you how many times that we've scored points and then literally had 30 plus minutes of game time where forget about points we're not even putting together any types of series. It's just like nothing. 30, 35 minutes of game time. So that is it, it is what it is. And um, but I will say this, Khalil Herbert. Hey man, Tariq Cohen better get back on the field in a hurry. He he better go into the training room and say, yo, I need to play. Because if he lets this kid keep playing, 
It's a wrap for him. 100%. All that, yeah. like he he will never see the field again. Yeah. So he looked that good, Khalil Herbert. So shout out him. The rook went for excellent, ninety-four excellent yards. Vi- excellent vision. Excellent vision. Some of those cutbacks that he was making were elite, elite level cutbacks. Almost kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, uh, Sean's boy Matt Forte. Just, just yeah. good vision. Knows when to make the right cut at the right time. I thought the run scheme that they put in place for him was perfect. I don't know who designed the run scheme yesterday. If that's laser or if that's naggy, but whoever whoever put together that run scheme needs to keep that one because it looked it looked like San Francisco 49ers esque um, zone run type shit. I liked it, loved it. Yeah, it was good. He looked Khalil Herbert looked like Aaron Jones to me. That's what he looked yeah. like. They he looked he looked like an Aaron Jones. I'm like, oh, this guy looks like Aaron Jones. He was good. I love that. Um, and had one called back, right? He should have had about 120 yards on the ground. Yeah, he had a he was he was balling. I loved everything in. about it. I loved everything about what he was doing. Aaron Rodgers, I want to ask y'all this. Well, let me actually take a step back. So, Nick, you are – because I've been saying that for a while now. So, you're 100, but then I'll kick it to you, Eli. You think they need to – Khalil Mack needs to be moved. Everyone that's making any money that's not a long, long long-term hold needs to be moved right now, strip it down, and and let's get it loaded for next year yeah i think a lot of those guys are like this year next year guys right like so if this thing the way that i'm looking at it as presently constructed certainly isn't going to be good this year right it's not going to be fixed this year and the way that we look it probably won't be fixed next year right so now you're talking about some of these guys two years down the line um and this is football we're talking about and this is contracts and they're going to extend some of these guys and you're just going to look at it it's like will they be relevant right when we're good and I don't think that they will be. So I think that you got to look at some of this and, and move off of some of these guys. And again, you don't really see it in the NFL and you definitely don't see it in the middle of the season. So it'd be kind of unprecedented. But again, man, I mean, you, you've seen some teams, whether you're talking about the Gilmore situation or the Jalen Jones situation out in uh, Dallas, where you can't get an extension done and you are releasing or trading guys in the middle of the season and trying to see what you can get for a guy who you don't see as part of your future. So it's not completely unprecedented, but yeah, I think that they should. I said it before the year that you should try to get something for some of these talents because number one, you need to re you need to restock the draft cupboard, right? Like it's completely empty. You have made move after move after move to bring in talent at the expense of draft capital. Right. And the one thing that you probably need with this team, with some of the holes that you have, especially when you start talking about along the offensive and defensive line, is you need depth. You need draft picks. You need second, third, fourth round picks. Right. Guys that are going to play. And you don't really have that right now. And if you have the opportunity to go out and get that and build this team towards the future, understanding that with fields, look, there's a little bit of leash here. Right. Like, I don't need the Bears to win the Super Bowl next year as a fan. And if you're a fan that's thinking that way, you're, you're kind of backwards with it, right? Like, we've got a young quarterback, um, some young players on offense. Like, do you see to start building this thing around instead of holding on to high-priced talent? Like, Eddie Jackson? I don't know what that contract looks like. I don't know how you can get out of it. Said, I, don't know it, way. it I don't know if it's tradable, but you have to get out of that deal. I almost look at safeties like running backs. Like, be careful when you overpay some of these guys because it's a lot of money to a position where you can find production otherwise. Um, and you look at Eddie Jackson, look, he doesn't want to tackle anybody. Yo, he doesn't use his arms. He I've doesn't never use his arms. Anything. He just launches the he's teaching Deshaun Gibson to do the same thing. The only time he uses his arms is when he's trying to pick pick the ball off. Yeah. If he's making a tackle, no arms are being used. Not at all. So, yeah, I think, I think if you're the Bears, you really need to start looking at trying to re- refill some draft assets. 
um, through the guys that you already have because you're just not you can't fix this offense this year. Doesn't matter how well the defense plays, the offense is so bad and so lethargic. And like you said, Sean, 35 minutes. It's really what it is. It is 35, 40 minutes of actual playtime in which nothing happens on offense. Not yeah. field goals, not, not almost. Field goals. Yeah, not, no. We're not even getting first downs. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, man, what are you gonna do with this? And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to go for the rebuild mode. I'm fine with it. I would rather have some form of a rebuild going on, right? Than whatever this is. Like trying to convince yourself that maybe you can backdoor into the playoffs because nobody wants to see this in, in December. Well, the thing is, like, I've talked about this so many times and I apologize for repeating myself, but like the way that the Bears spend money is not reflective in the team they put on the field. Like the, the highest paid guys on the team, among them are Nick Foles, inactive. Andy Dalton doesn't play. Jimmy Graham doesn't play. Tariq Cohen injured. Danny Trevathan doesn't play. So like that's probably right there. Forty million dollars of cap space that could go to another receiver, some more offensive lineman, an actual safety that could play the ball. Like these things, they right. spend money in ways that they don't utilize the the investment, and then our cap is killed because it's filled up with players that are not effective and and contributing. So like. I don't know if I want Ryan Pace to be the one making these moves because he has not shown the ability to then take the assets that he has and turn them into serviceable football players. Like, yeah, credit for the Khalil Herbert pick. That worked out. But where's the offensive line depth? Where's the secondary depth? Like, I just don't trust Ryan Pace to make these moves because his track record has shown he throws money at problems but doesn't actually think about how that's going to impact the team. Eli, let me ask you this. Where where do you think the mindset – because I'm with Nick, and I've been saying this for years. You guys know where I'm at. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to rip this shit down last year, get these dudes out of here, let let Fields get reps. Or I didn't know we were had Fields, but let a new quarterback get reps under a new regime, new system, new everything. Let me ask you this, Eli. Where do you think the Bears think they are? Do are 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 they do they think they're like competing to make the playoffs is that the goal are they they think they're building close, they, like, they think that's they're what close, i'm asking you they're closer to the packers they think than the lions they think they're in the packers neighborhood that they are that we have khalil mack who's one of the best defensive players in the league and robert quinn on the other side and we can hold teams to 17 points and i mean the vegas game that you guys were at was the perfect Bears. It was complimentary football. The special teams set up the defense, who then put the offense in good field position to score points and to build up clock. Like That's what the Bears want to do. They, they think they can do that every week, but they can't do that every week. The offense is not consistent enough. The defense really isn't consistent enough. Like The only consistent guy on the team is Santos, who like they found in the scrap heap. Like They think they're a playoff team, but they're not. Like The reality is that the NFC is too deep for this team, even with the extra playoff spot to compete for a playoff like unless justin fields takes that step they're not gonna go so anywhere. you walk in that building in hallis hall say you were you you were invisible and could walk in their meeting they're not talking rebuilding at all they're talking about competing for the playoffs they're probably saying once montgomery and damian williams get back we'll have more playmakers on offense this and that we'll be able to score more we're just a few pieces away once the offensive line gets solidified they they convince themselves that this is what is going to fix the team and yes those will be helpful but the the truth of the matter is that Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson had the the Packers were down their top two cornerbacks and they had one catch of over twenty yards like this this team's just not good enough like I I don't know how else to put it like David Montgomery helps but they're not gonna he's not gonna help them turn from a average team to an elite team in my opinion at least like 
they're they they're further away than they realize. And they're yeah. telling themselves, hey, look, we've made the playoffs two out of the last three years, yeah. so we're a consistent playoff group here. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. That's what them. That's what they're telling themselves. They don't look at it like that. That's why they wanted to start Andy Dalton. Right. Because they believe that they need a steady hand because everything else was okay and everything else was playoff ready. So we don't want to we don't want to take this thing to chance with a rookie quarterback because that's not where we are right now. We're not a rookie quarterback away. We're an established veteran away. We're somebody that we can trust to run this offense away from being a, a playoff team for the third time in four years. That's how they believe. And to your point about some of these guys that they went out and paid, they're all they're all band-aids that didn't work. Foles was a Band-Aid because of the quarterback problem that you had, right? Then you add another Band-Aid with Dalton, right? You draft a tight end, and then you sign Jimmy Graham. It doesn't make any sense, but then you don't use Jimmy Graham, right? Then you finally start to use this tight end that you drafted yesterday, but who knows if we'll see him again next week, right? I thought Cole Komet looked fine yesterday. I was like, wow, there's a Cole Komet sighting. Sean's been asking for it for fucking 18 months. <laughs> but then who knows if they put him back on the shelf next week? Right. So you look at that. You look at last year, the running back position. Who was the guy that they drafted that ended up going out to uh, Mike Davis? Remember the guy they signed? They signed him, yeah. Gave, Seattle, yeah, gave, yeah. Gave him $2 million. They ended up going to Seattle and killing it. They signed him for no reason. Didn't use him. Cut him in week three. So it, it's all. this is just classic Ryan Pace shit. So, yeah, this roster makes no sense. They 100% believe that they're a playoff team um, because in their eyes, that's what the history suggests. But they're not. Nobody again, nobody wants to see this in the winter. Nobody, yeah. not me. We didn't even want to see the playoff game last year. Remember, we're like, we don't even want to see this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Honey, and then, yeah, we- yeah, so it, it's just more of the same. And I swear to God, if we get another unsportsmanlike conduct penalty oh for taunting God. or throwing somebody down on the sidelines, it's like, look, hater to love the rule. If you're Mario Edwards, that's the exact thing that they're trying to take away. Standing over and pointing at somebody and talking shit. You know that. We've seen it every week. Love it or hate it. Love it or hate it. You might not like the fucking speed limit, but you got to fucking drive it because it's the fucking rule, right? This guy, every week, every week we get some stupid-ass undisciplined penalty like this. He was was suspended the first two weeks. You would thought he would have read the rule book. Like, come on, man. (laughs) And I thought Nagy, (coughs) excuse me, and I thought Nagy was going to grab him and get in his ass. Ass. When he came over and he went to grab, I'm like, oh my God, Nagy's going to fucking get in his ass for what he just did. And he kind of just was like, don't worry about it. And kind of like pushed him off to the side. I was like, damn, that was such a perfect opportunity Every week. To, to, to get in his ass and say, yo, man, we can't have that. But it is what it is. It's just like Wims last year. It's the same shit. He has no control of his team. You go into that Saints game last year, knowing that Gardner, Wilson, whatever the hell his name is, that's what he does. Right. And Nagy says we even talked about it. That's what he does. Don't engage with this guy. And what fucking happens? You fucking engage with this guy and you punch him in his helmet. Stupid shit. Yeah. yeah. Undisciplined. Well, I agree across the board because, hey, man, we do have some young talent on offense. Justin Fields, we got Mooney, Khalil Herbert, Montgomery, Komet. um, Komet. So there, there's some young dudes that are on the roster that seem to be solid some so, of these linemen are solid i mean we, with this, yeah. this makeshift offensive line that we have hey look it's 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 not as bad as we thought it would be yeah sure we have i mean yeah. outside of outside of the cleveland game but, yeah yeah what that was yeah, but a lot of that was, was, well, that, that, was, was scheme. Yeah, that was scheme yeah hey miles hey, garrett hey don't ask Jason Peters. about scheme yeah don't, don't ask, ask Nagy about, about scheme, scheme. No, yeah. i'm not gonna talk about scheme yeah scheme Oh yeah, <laughs> what did what did the reporter say? He said 
I'm not asking you for the plays. I'm yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And that's so, like, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to get into the scheme. It's like, bro, are you playing? What quarterback are you playing? Like, we're not yeah. going to get into the game plan. Like, what? That's not yeah. even what I asked. I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, there's young talent on offense that have shown that they can play ball. So, yeah, man, get, get rid of some of these guys that you could get some talent for. Listen, man, this is the problem. When you have an organization like Eli was saying that thinks they're in the middle, where they're on the closer side of contention than the other side, then, of course, you're not going to start moving, guys, because you think you have a team that can compete when it's it's really smoke and mirrors and not the case. So, so do you think they re-sign – wait, real quick. Do you think yeah. they bring back Allen Robinson? Like, he wants to be paid like a number one receiver. He, he had 55 yards or whatever against yeah. the Packers backup. Like, is he worth bringing back, in your opinion? That's a good question because you want to keep a, 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 a number one receiver like that around for your rookie quarterback to get reps with. But also, do you want to bury a bunch of money in an older wide receiver that you know you're not going to be making an impact really for the next couple of years? And so, like you look in the draft and these first round receivers come out and they are balling every week. Yeah. Like, probably we not. We don't have honestly. a first pick, obviously. But yeah, I wouldn't. Prob- probably not. But how about this? If you're going to keep all the other defensive guys, hey, put it like this. He's one of the lower guys you're going to de- make a decision on. If you're going to if you're going to move Mac and do all that stuff, then of course, maybe not you wouldn't sign Allen Robinson. But if you're going to keep everybody, then I don't know, man. I mean, the smart thing to do would be not to pay Allen Robinson a, a shit ton of money with a new coach, a new offense, and a young quarterback that doesn't is still getting his bearings. There's no reason. The, the, the time to sign Allen Robinson was almost like a year and a half ago if you were going to keep him. So yeah, I would uh, off the cuff, I would say no, I wouldn't I wouldn't give Allen Robinson a ton of ton of money. Maybe you can get a maybe you can get a, a reasonable deal, but I don't know. That's that's a it's a tough spot because I don't think he's give, I don't think he's doing the Bears any favors. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> what happened last year? No. When he like deleted his Instagram or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. No, no, no. I feel that. All right, let's get into uh let's get into Aaron Rodgers and and the comments to the crowd. As soon as, first of all, I know you guys were thinking the same thing as me. As soon as he broke the pocket, I said, this motherfucker is not throwing this. He is taking this straight to the pylon. And I hope our DBs and linebackers know that someone go try to close that wall down, that window, and he gave him the classic Aaron Rodgers pump fake. He gets in the end zone. He does the discount double check. And I heard it live. Like, I didn't need Twitter I didn't need none of that. I heard him say loud and clear, I, I've owned you all my life. I still own you. I still own you. And he ran off. I had the biggest smile on my face I had all game. I thought it was awesome because it's true. Every year we show up here and we bust y'all ass. Every single fucking year, twice a year. Here, Lambeau, wherever you guys want it. I'll I'll kill you guys every single year at the end of the play to at the end of the game to Randall Cobb to make the playoffs on a regular week one. I'll come back to open the season. I'll come back from injury. I'll lead. I'll throw a 65, 70 yard touchdown pass to Randall Cobb. I'll run it in from seven yards out. However you guys want it every year. I own you period point blank. And I had a huge smile on my face because he's right. We can't do anything about it. How did y'all feel after you heard it, after you saw it? Did y'all catch it live? Uh, I'll start with you, Nick. Did you catch it live? And how no, did you I, feel I, I, after? 
I saw that he was saying shit, but I couldn't really hear what he said. And then I saw on Twitter that he was that that's what he said. Hey, for me, it was kind of the way I looked at it. And I was watching the game with the Packers fan. Um, and I shared I shared this thought with him too. I was like, hey, thanks for the memories. That's what to me, that's what it was. Hey, <laughs> this is my last home game, my last time coming to Soldier Field in the green, right? And I'm gonna enjoy this shit. And I'm gonna talk a little bit of shit to the fans that have been talking shit to me for 15 years since I've been playing here. I don't think that the Broncos play in Soldier Field next year, so I probably won't have this opportunity again. Someone's flipping me off in the stands. I'm just going to remind you guys before I leave that I own you, right? This quote-unquote rivalry that's really only a rivalry to y'all because every single year I come up here, like you just said, oh, you guys come over there, and we win. I'm 22-5 and against you guys, right? Thank you so much for the memories, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, Chicago, is what he said. I own y'all just so you know. Just so you know that when I leave, I want you guys to know that I know I own this rivalry. <laughs> I did what I had to do. So I'm out. I'm gone. This is my last home game against the Bears. I, I honestly don't think he would have done that if he's playing us again. Not out of a sign of respect. It's just something he wouldn't have done. But I think this is the beginning of kind of like his farewell tour, right? And he's kicking it off in Soldier Field in the end zone. That's how I saw it. I said, hey, look, hey, man, thank you. We're done. Right, Jordan Love won't be able to do this to us next year, so thank God, God bless. We got one more game against this guy in Lambeau, and then that's that. I thought it was a goodbye, Chicago, and I'm happy with, and I'm, and that's why I was happy. Nothing to do with being like an Aaron Rodgers lover or anything like that. I was happy because I said it's over with. It's over with. These are two. Now we're picking up two games that we can possibly win next year. Great, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. I mean, he's calling it his last dance season. It reminded me of. Uh wearing his Jordan ones in Madison Square Garden in this last game against the Knicks. Like he's like, thanks for the like like you said, Nick, like thanks for the memories. You guys drafted Cedric Benson. I'm still here. <laughs> like yep. scoreboard. R. Like that's R. that's R. all it was. Yeah, RIP. Scoreboard. Uh but like was there actual was there actual outrage or just faux outrage? Like everyone I talked to thought that that was hilarious and awesome. Like and we I mean we hate the Packers, but like good for him. He he's not wrong. Like, was anyone actually upset or was it just people pretending to be upset? I don't know. I just know that I'm a, I've been an Aaron Rodgers. Listen, I'm on wax a trillion times saying Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. Don't I've you ever have seen. a jersey? I, I love Aaron Rodgers. I I'm think he's the best to ever play the position. Yeah. Yeah, I agree <sighs> with you. I love Aaron Rodgers. Like, yo, best, greatest, Brady with rings. I get it. But yes. I've never seen a guy play this like this dude, man. He's like the right. best quarterback I've ever seen. So – forget whatever yeah whatever you want to say about the situation and him him yelling i still own you it was right it's true and i love i love this shit talking yo if you notice he always talks to everybody yeah he's always smiling people almost get a sack he's talking to him people are talking to him he's laughing he's so relaxed he's just a master of his craft i love aaron Rodgers. uh i don't have a jersey quick nah i don't i thought, own you, I thought you had one I don't own a 12 jersey. Are you going to get a 12 Broncos jersey is the real I, question, though. Are you going to get a blue or white Broncos jersey? Which one? Or the orange. Or, orange? Orange? Orange is kind of nice. I, I, I rock with Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, I don't – I think some people were actually upset. They they thought that, you know, that was disrespectful. But it's not even a rivalry, dog. Yeah. All not. the You know who's made it a rivalry? The fucking media that attached that, – that latches on to the – the two most winningest franchises in the NFL his, in NFL history, like that type of shit. So, are the Bears I mean, are one of the most winning? Are we? 
Well, dude, we just been around the longest. It's the uh, longest yeah. played rivalry, but like yeah. that just means the Bears were started up first. But like that doesn't right. mean it's a rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Hey. So, but yeah, for him to say that and run off, I didn't see. I didn't think about it. I guess like you guys did That's that. First it was like I a farewell. That was like the it. first thing. Like ah. Uh, yeah, fair he just well. had to That's remind it. you yep. guys he's, one he's more time. Reminded, hey, I, I won't get this opportunity to do this again. This is my last time coming over here as a member of the Green Bay Packers. Fuck y'all. 22 and 5. Let's go. That's it. Period. Point blank. You, you want to build a new stadium? It. I'll own that one too. Like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I won't be able to see you guys in Arlington, but this is great. It's been great. He said, I've owned you all my life. Ran off, looked up in the seats and said, I own you. I still own you. That's the that's just like the realest shit ever, and he didn't tell a lie at all. 17 of 23 yesterday, 195, two touchdowns. Dealt with a ton of pressure, but it didn't really seem like it as the game went on. So it is what it is. 24-14, Packers. Oh, and next week we get Brady. That's fun. Yeah, we get to go to Tampa. We get to go to Tampa and play uh and play the Bay, or play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. And you know Brady's Brady gonna be pissed after last year because of yeah. he lost track of the time. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, he, he is shit like that. Yo, he might even give us like the four. <laughs> oh, he's like, definitely he's gonna point. throw four touchdowns. He's definitely gonna do that. He's gonna make sure he shakes Nick's pulse his hand after the game. Yeah. No, 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 bro. Hey, I, hey no. Nick, how are you? <laughs> Yeah, no. But after a win, he actually might go find Nick. Be like, "Yo, what's up, Nick?" But yo, I think he really hates Nick Foles. I mean, I, I, I truly, I truly yeah, believe that Nick that's Foles just and not he an Eli, And he hates Eli Manning. Yeah, I, I don't think that shit's an accident. I've never not seen Tom go up and say what's up to the quarterback. He loses to Nick Foles. He fucking runs straight to the tunnel. Yeah. So, all right, Bears at Bucks next week. Any closing thoughts from y'all before we get out of here? The, the the line right now is Bucks minus thirteen is what I'm looking at. We get the Sunday afternoon game. The third, the what is it? What do I call it, Nick? The fourth primetime game. Fourth primetime game. Fourth yeah, primetime game. Is it uh, Nance and Romo or Buck and Aikman or I don't know what channels? Yeah, but it's on CBS, so we should get Romo and the and Romo and Nance. So that'll be fun. <laughs> we should just get Gus and Akeeb for everything. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah, me too, man. I hear that. At least we don't have Jonathan Vilma anymore. Remember him last year? Yeah. Vilma was fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. Was it Vilma and Stockton? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Vilma and Stockton. Right. It, was, it was really it was brutal. Bad. Is Vilma even on? Is he? Is he? They fired him? Is he done? I haven't yeah. heard of that. I haven't seen him on the Bears, but I don't know if he... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, that'll do it for us. For Eli Cabron. Big Nick the Quick. I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. We're back. Sorry for missing a week. We were uh, in bad shape coming off of Bears W in Las Vegas. I hope you can understand. Uh, me and Nick will be back tomorrow to talk NBA, the rest of the NFL. Eli Kaber on Big Nick the Quick. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. We're out of here.